This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. William Branham preached nine sermons with the scriptural reading of a Canaanite woman from the district of Tyre in Sidon, the trade hub that spread the influence of pagan gods into the lands of Greece and Rome. The story describes a statement made by Christ that is easily mistaken when taken out of context. But to do so, one must ignore the entire rest of the New Testament in order to take it out of context. Each of these nine sermons, starting in 1962 and spreading through 1964, were based on the the word, titles based on the word, perseverance. The scripture goes like this, And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word, and his disciples came and begged with him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep and the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and feed it to the dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her and said, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. It's Matthew 15, verses 21 through 28. While having the listener focus on the faith of the woman, and Christ's words that would seem as the woman's faith in faith had brought a healing, A subtle thread of deceit was planted that would be built upon until 1965 when God removed William Branham from the ministry. This single idea would continue to grow long after his death, the branches from this seed that fell from the tree. The Branham movement bases their reasoning for severing themselves from other Christians on this one single statement in the passage, Jesus speaking, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This seed was not simply planted with one single statement from William Branham, however. 
If one examines the ministry, we find several similar statements, all given with the sole intent to lead the follower to believe that they are looking for a single human, a human being, to give them this rapturing faith. In the twisting of Scripture, even Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that the Bible describes as fully man, fully God, this Jesus must be altered. William Branham, promoting the teaching of Charles Taze Russell of the Jehovah's Witnesses, claimed that Jesus was just a man, a human life form, when he died on the cross. 1965, it is the rising of the sun, he says, The Spirit left him. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he had to die a man. And while the scriptures describe Jesus as the Son of God that was made manifest in human flesh, a child so filled with the Word that John described Christ as the Word, the Word that was with God and the Word that was God, the Word that was in the beginning with God, the Word that stood in the temples as just a child and reasoned out the scriptures with the scribes and with the Pharisees. The divine nature of Christ had to be twisted to support this theology. And again, taking Russell's theology of the Mohammed-style Jesus, Branham claimed that Christ was not born the Son of the living God. 1955, the sermon, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever, Branham says, God always vindicates the truth, no matter what man. And he goes on to say, Jesus, a carpenter's son, physically speaking, when he came to the earth here, that's all he was known of. And the day when John baptized him, God vindicated him. God spoke from the heavens. John saw him coming in the form of a dove and said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased to dwell. And then he goes on to say the right translation there is, in whom I'm well pleased to dwell in. He says the right translation is, whom, in whom I'm pleased to, to dwell in. Jesus immediately anointed with God. He was just a man until that time. But now he becomes the God-man. It's 1955, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That was very, very subtle. I do not truly believe that the followers of William Branham caught this. Many Christian brothers and sisters caught unawares by the spirit of Antichrist. And that's a harsh word, Antichrist. We must be careful using this word and only use it according to Scripture. In Russell's theology that Branham promoted, there was no father and son, only the father. Oneness Pentecostalism promotes the idea that Russell taught, Jesus of the, the New Testament is Jehovah of the Old. Branham took Russell's catchphrase, and he reversed it, saying Jehovah of the Old Testament is Jesus of the New. And he claimed that this revelation came to him in a squirrel story instead of the writings of Charles Taze Russell. Thinking man's filter, he says, Well, it happened up there where the angels of the Lord appeared to me that one morning, and them squirrels was spoken into existence. All of you remembers when it took place. 
And also at the top of the hill where I was standing, where just before preaching the seven church ages, going hunting one morning before daylight, there stood, I thought the sun was coming up, four o'clock in the morning, unusual. I seen that light, I turned around, and there stood the seven golden candlesticks, standing there on top of the hill, with a rainbow was coming up through the pipes and feeding out. Immediately after that, the Lord Jesus appeared to us. And right then I heard a voice that said, The Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New. And there he was, after a while, revealed, after those seven golden candlesticks. Then notice that, how, how many remembers that text. I wrote it on the back of a box of cartridges that I had in my pocket. Jehovah of the Old Testament is Jesus of the New. God in heaven knows that was true. It's 1965, a thinking man's filter. But not only does the book of John call William Branham and Charles Taze Russell a liar, the book of John calls these men Antichrist. We cannot deny the existence of both the Father and the Son without removing one or the other. If we twist scriptures to make Jesus into just a man, then we have removed the Son and left the Father. If we say that this Jesus was Jehovah and that the Jehovah of the heavens left the heavens to dwell in, to dwell in Jesus at baptism, baptism then this was Jehovah and Jehovah left the heavens. We have removed the Father and left the Son. This, according to John, is Antichrist. John, 1 John 2.22 says, Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. And the truth must be upheld. All of the many fictional stories that William Branham promoted as a new gospel are just that. They're fiction. A man cannot have three birth years, two of which are tied to spiritual events. Branham claimed to have been born in 1907, 1908, and 1909. Associating 1907 with the false prophet, Dowie, associating with his Elijah's mantle, and 1909 to a fortune teller, the worship of the sun, moon, and stars. Anything that is not truth is a lie. And this same chapter of John describes the Antichrist coming with fictional stories when he denies the Father and the Son. He said, the book of John says, Children, it is the last hour, and you've heard that the Antichrist is coming. So now many Antichrists have come. Therefore we know this is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out, that it might become plain they're not of us. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you have all knowledge. I write to you, not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and because no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist. He who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. Let what you've heard from the beginning abide with you.
If what you've heard from the beginning abides in you, then you will abide in the Son and the Father. This is the promise that he made unto us, eternal life. But I write these things to you who are trying, about those who are trying to deceive you. But the anointed that you received from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything, and is true, and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. That's 1 John 2, verses 18 through 27. Remember, when Branham promoted this idea, he added to the word of God. While the book of Revelations tell us that unto any that would add to the word, they would be also adding the plagues upon themselves. The Antichrist spirit does not fear the plagues. Like Satan in the Garden of Eden, Branham simply added some words to the word of God. He added three words to scripture pertaining to the baptism of Christ. To dwell in. These words are not found in scripture, any translation that you want to use. He says this in Contending for the Faith, 1956. At the baptismal service, when he was baptizing, he saw Jesus come with a light following him. And he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, that take away the sin of the world. And Jesus was baptized. The Holy Spirit came from out of heaven, and a voice from him, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased to dwell. Branham goes on to say, The original translation says, in whom I am pleased to dwell in. Which God was in Christ reconciling the word to himself. He was God in, in the flesh. It's 1956, contending for the faith. The gospel give the accounts of the words of the Father speaking to his Son. And only the Antichrist could deny the Father speaking while the Son was being baptized. Some gospels describe the words, Hear ye him, while others say the stop at the word pleased. None of them have the words to dwell in. And there are no additional words to be translated in the Gospels. But to elevate yourself to the level of an Antichrist, you must lessen Christ. Christ must become nothing more than a man. And the prophets must be raised in power above the high priest, which is contrary to Scripture. Prophets were just men, nothing more, and Christ was the Son of God. Branham planted seeds to say that God only sent one man to each generation, lowered Christ to nothing more than a human, and then claimed that the gospel of Jesus Christ was limited to the Jews, and a new gospel would be sent to the Gentiles. He said, now, if he has appeared to us in these last days, now remember, when he appeared to the Jew... He told his disciples, don't go to any Gentile. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And we find that Jesus himself never manifested himself in the presence or to show himself to the Gentiles or sent his church to the Gentiles. It's 1958, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. This seed planted grew to maturity in 1963 when he described the apostles. While the gospel of Jesus Christ was the greatest message that this world has ever known, 
Branham claimed that Matthew had nothing of importance and that we must have signs or wonders or our message is nothing. 1963, he says, Look, even the apostles, after they tried to choose one because of Judas failing, they cast lots and it fell on Matthias. That was the best they could do with the keys to the kingdom. And there's not a scripture wrote where he hid anything. But God chose Saul, an ill-tempered little fellow. He had to throw him on his back one day and let him look up for a while. And he said, I'll show him great things. He has to suffer for me. See, the church chose Matthias, but God chose Paul. God does that by election, by his foreknowledge. Now we find that God has always dealt with the people with signs and wonders. He has promised signs in these last days. God cannot change his policy. It's 1965, the sign of this time. Followers of William Branham believe and promote this idea. The gospel is made of non-effect because they are trained to believe that the gospel was only sent to the Jews and that the message to the Jews was different than the message to the Gentiles. They have accepted this idea that a new gospel must go forth and that it would be sent by a man rather than the message that the Father sent through his Son. But this is false, and God does not work through a single man for an age. While Branham assigned the Apostle Paul to the church age, the dates that he copied from Clarence Larkin, we must remember that there were more than one apostle, and they were not spreading a new message. They were spreading the same gospel of Jesus Christ, and not simply to the Gentiles, making Jesus the man messenger to the Jews, so that the messenger could go to the Gentiles. Paul says in Galatians that the same good news he was spreading was being spread by Peter to the Jew. Galatians 2.8, For he wrought effectively in Peter the same apostleship of the circumcision that was the same made mighty in me towards the Gentiles. It's Galatians 2.8. To deny the, gospel, the spreading of the gospel by the apostles, Branham would plant another seed that would blind the people. The idea that God sent only one prophet at a time. In Branham's theology, the prophet was the focal point, not the God speaking through him. He says this, However, God always makes a way for his church. When he's finished with one man, he has another waiting. And God takes his man, but never his spirit. He's got to have somebody else he can put his spirit on. And it's strange, but throughout the Bible, he never had two prophets, major prophets, in operation at the same time. He always had one prophet. Then when he got through with that one, he took him away and put him in another place. It's 1961, getting in the spirit. But scripturally, this is not true. One must deny several scriptures to say that the prophet was the focus, and deny even more to say that the prophets were not speaking at the same time. Take, for instance, the prophets on the scene during the days of King Darius. Just the scriptures alone, Daniel 6.27 says, So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius, in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Haggai, in the second year of Darius the king. The sixth month. Zechariah in the eighth month, the second year of Darius. 
Ezra. This is a copy that Tatanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, the Shethar, Bozanai, and his associates, and the governors in the province beyond the river sent to Darius, the king. Not to even mention Ezekiel. When I left the message of William Branham and his God of wrath that denied the cross to smite his white wife and child, to surrender my life to the gospel of Jesus Christ and the God of the Bible. I did not realize the impact that these planted seeds had on my life. It was not for some time that I realized the harm it can cause and the deception that would be spread. Every man that William Branham promoted as a spiritual leader was promoted by taking the leadership out of the hands of the Almighty God and into the power of a man. The people were trained to look at a man instead of the Holy Spirit that Christ said he would, he would send us after ascending to the Father. And the Holy Spirit that Branham denied is the same Holy Spirit when he denied the Father and the Son. Branham copied the church ages and their dates from Clarence Larkin, and he assigned messengers to each age. But Branham did not care enough for his own doctrine to examine these dates and ensure that he chose messengers that were even alive during his church age. Columba was not even alive during the dates that Larkin laid out for Branham to claim as divine revelation. For me, this is heartbreaking. The world had just received the greatest gift and one single message that would go forth to say that Paul's message was greater than the gospel that Matthew knew is the worst of heresies. To say that the message would get stronger and stronger until I myself, William Branham, comes to restore. Which is exactly what William Branham did. You must deny the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you must replace Christ with yourself. It's exactly what William Branham did. In 1965, he said the Elijah of this day is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said specifically, not a man, God. Voice of God Recordings was named based on a single statement by William Branham. I am God's voice to you. 1951, my commission. I am... If I offended you by saying that, forgive me, this is William Branham, but I felt as it might have been resented, but I am God's voice to you. See, I say that again. That time was un under inspiration. Sermon Index 0505. And while pretending to be that voice, William Branham stuttered. Not God. God does not stutter, but this voice of this human pretending to be God, made a mistake. God makes no mistakes. William Branham, pretending to be God, says, I'm the Lord that raised up Christ from the grave. I'm the one that sent the Holy Ghost. I'm the one that gave the promise. Brother Branham has nothing to do with this. I have... He's surrendered his life to me. Oops. I'm using his spirit. I'm talking through his lips. That's me. I'm the Lord. It's 1959, Sermon Index 0410, looking at the unseen. To do this, to deny the Father or the Son, to lift yourself up into a God prophet, 
for the 20th century while pretending that you are the fumbling voice of the Almighty God, one must deny the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there is only one spirit that would deny the gospel. One spirit that would deny the Father and the Son. One spirit that would base a ministry on fictional stories. And that spirit is the spirit of the Antichrist. Thank you.